Hello and welcome to Tailored to Perfection, a podcast for people who have an intermediate or advanced level of English who want to practice their listening. Today, Beth presents a program about technology with John and I as the guests. I've made a list of the difficult words. It's about 10 difficult words uh, from the podcast. Find that list at taylorschool.es stroke podcasts and you can type in technology into the search bar there to find that list and also at the end of the podcast when uh, Beth and John and I have stopped talking I'll go through that list of difficult words and I'll give you definitions or I'll explain the meaning of those words so what you can do is you can listen to the podcast now then listen to the explanations of the meanings and you can also uh, find them at the website as well so you've got the words in front of you and then with those words, you can then listen to the podcast again. Okay, so uh, let's start the podcast. Here we go. Technology. Most love it, some are scared of it, but we wouldn't be recording this podcast without it. Today we're going to talk about technology and its effects on our lives. We have here today two great teachers with us, Dave. Hello. And John. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, so to start off, the big question, how do you two feel about technology? Me, I'm uh, reasonably comfortable with technology, I think. I'm not a, I'm not a whiz kid. I'm not like uh, somebody who's very, very good with technology and things like that, but I'm reasonably comfortable with it in a functional way. I love technology. Yeah? I, yeah. I am a geek, <laughs> uh, an unashamed geek. I, I would spend far too much money on buying shiny new toys oh, really? if, if I didn't have a little bit of self-control. Yeah. Good. <laughs> ah. I'm not like I'm not good with technology. <laughs> we have all, no. the whole spectrum here. No, I'm well. I can get by. Yeah, but I don't enjoy it. No, no, mm. I don't. I, I have no interest in it. So when when you get a new piece of technology, do you not spend no any time at all just playing with it no. and seeing what it does? Not at all. I'm not really. Like no, that it does, it just doesn't pique my interest at all. I occasionally I like messing with I like messing with like playing with mm. apps. To, to do things with photos and things like that occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. All right. So, John, what is your favorite gadget that you own? That's quite a difficult question because it depends on what you mean exactly by gadget. And I always assume a gadget has to be electronic. Okay. Yeah, for me too. Because um, otherwise it would be my camera, which is a hundred and something years old. Ah. Is yeah, that a gadget? That's, that's yeah, a gadget. that's a gadget. Yeah, it can be like mechanical. It's, it's got technology. some mechanical parts. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, the design is a hundred and some years old. Um, but if I was saying anything electronic, it would be my iPad. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can use it for so many things that I do. Uh, I use it every day uh, and I can work on it. I can write documents. I can prepare classes. 
uh, read emails, read magazines, watch videos. Do you type on your iPad? Not on the screen, but I have a keyboard yeah. that connects to it, uh, uh-huh. and it's very comfortable for typing. Right. Yeah, so it's like a laptop, basically, it similar does... to a laptop computer, like a portable computer. Exactly, but much lighter and more mm-hmm. convenient. How long yeah. have you had it? Uh, I'm on my second. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so I've, I bought a first iPad a year and a half after they came out, I think. So Ooh. I wasn't an early adopter. Okay. Well, that's reasonably early. I still don't have an iPad. No, it's not so. <laughs> but you no. have a phone, and, yeah. and the phone is, is basically the same, I yeah. think. Yeah. And what about you, Dave, your favorite gadget? For me, it's the iPhone that I have here. Um, we sound like we're, we're yeah, marketing we're for Apple. Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Other electronic tablets and phones <laughs> are, are available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had like the cheapest phone, well, smartphones and and things like that, but the cheapest one. Mm. And then this Christmas, uh, last Christmas, which is uh, about um, 10 months ago now, I got uh, got an iPhone. I asked for an iPhone, the cheapest iPhone that's available, but it's a new iPhone and it's fantastic. It's mainly for the video and the photo Mm. quality that that I, I love it. And also it's got lots of space to put, apps and you don't have yeah. to continually delete videos and delete mm. apps so that you can actually so that the phone can function because one of the downsides normally. of those cheaper yeah phones was that they, they never had enough space yeah that's right yeah the storage space mm. yeah mm-hmm. and you I was trying, I was trying to any, think about do you own it. A gadget? I don't even think I have a gadget I mean well, I have a phone, phone but I don't like it it's it's an old phone it's five years old, mm, uh-huh. and it was a basic phone when I bought it five yeah. years ago, so it's even worse now. Um, I would say my husband's iPhone is <laughs> iPhone is my <laughs> That's sh- probably the gadget I use most. You have a chauffeur-driven iPhone. I do. I rent it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's another gadget that's not actually mine, but I bought it the other day as a present for my brother-in-law, because mm-hmm. it's his birthday soon. My Is he going to listen to this before his birthday? Um, it's his birthday Spoiler. quite soon, okay. so probably not. All right. It's a guitar tuner, and you can... A guitar tuner is... So when you're tuning a guitar, it's to make sure that the strings are in tune. So, so they so, play the notes that they're supposed to, to play. Yeah. yeah. And you, normal guitar tuners, you play a note, and it tells you if it's sharp or flat like Mm -hmm. if it's too high the pitch or if it's too low but this guitar tuner is magical and you can (laughs) you can play all six guitar strings at the same time and it tells you and it and it tells you if they're out of tune so it does all so like if you're in a concert for example and you just press on it it's a foot pedal so you press it with your foot and you just play all the six strings and it tells you which one or which two wow. are out of tune. So you don't have to go through each it's, one individually. But it it's doesn't really good. tune them for you. It doesn't tune them mm. for you. Coming no. soon in I 2025. That, I think that does exist. You can, really? you can buy yeah. one that goes on the, the headstock, mm. the top end of the guitar. Yeah. And, and it does everything. Wow. Yeah. It just tunes it yeah. for you. That's crazy. All right. So how has technology changed in your lifetime? That's um, a big question. It's changed a lot. Uh, John? Is there a word that's more than a lot? Um, <laughs> a great deal. A huge amount. Yeah. Enormously. 
I remember when I was eight or nine, I used to spend my pocket money on these pocket games. And they were um, about the size of a mobile phone and they were plastic and inside there were moving parts and mm. little levers you could press. Uh, there was a basketball game that you could play against somebody like else. Was it in game? water? No. Some of them had water yeah. inside uh-huh. to slow things down, but yeah. some of them didn't. Right. And me and my brother spent hours playing this basketball game, which was just pressing one lever. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, that's almost unthinkable now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we would buy a new one every two or three weeks mm-hmm. uh, and, and play them until they broke. And I, I got very, very jealous of my friend Peter, who went to the USA in 1979 and came back with an electronic handheld game of American football. In 1979? Wow. Yeah, it was nine little LED lights that lit up in various mm-hmm. sequences, and you... You could pretend it was a game, it was was American football. And I thought that was the most fantastical thing. Mm. And of course, nowadays, you can just download a million games onto your phone for nothing. And Mm. the world is completely different. Yeah. We had computers in our house when we were little. Wow. And, uh, well, not when I was really... So I was born in 1980. The first machine like that, uh, that we got was one of those um, computer games consoles, like uh, like an Atari, like a like a PlayStation now. Yeah, but uh, maybe it was an Atari or something it where it had that Atari. tennis game, Pong, Pong, where yeah. th- it was just like pixels that you m- could move up and down. Yeah, and it was a ball that went backwards and forwards, what, and there were different versions of what exactly was the, the controller same game. that you had for that. I think it was like a, a joystick, which is really? like a stick. I think so. We had a dial. Oh, a little wheel a that you yeah. turned to yeah, make maybe. to make the, the go up and down. Yeah. Go up and, down. <laughs> and then we had um, my dad worked in education, and he mm-hmm. somehow I don't know if he stole the computer or <laughs> just brought ones home that he thought were interesting, <laughs> and he um, he brought these educational computers home, and they were they always had uh, floppy disks. Mm. Yeah, floppy disks. It's like a four, five inch, like a 10 centimeter square um, floppy disk. And also some of them worked with cassette tapes. So you put the cassette in and it was a bit like an old modem where it made a sound. It went Mm -hmm. like, and then after five minutes of playing the sound, the, the game would load. If you were lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, things have changed. Yeah. Quite a lot mm. for me. I grew. I was born in '87. You're also young. I know. So we're we're different generations. Yeah, yeah. And I, was, I was born in the United States. I was born so. in '68. I mean, in Spain, it was probably different. '68. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had my first computer in two year? years after Dave was born. In '82. Yeah. Yeah. I had a ZX82. Guess how much memory it had. Thirty-two. I don't, I don't know how to measure memory. So when we talk about phones now, when we talk about phones now, my phone has 128 gigabytes of memory. That's a lot. It's quite a lot. Okay. Um, I, I said I was a geek. The my first computer had one K. That's one kilobyte. Oh, one thousand bytes. Bytes. Is it yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, which is 
a mil a thousand million times less than my phone, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved it. So you got your first computer in '82. Yep. And you, your first computer? That well, that games console would have been in like 1986, yeah. maybe something like that. I think we we got our first desktop computer in like '93, uh-huh. '94. Mm. Yeah. I first with dial-up internet. I, I first connected oh, wow. to the internet in 1985. Oh, wow, the internet. that's crazy! Wow. I first connected in no- 1996 yeah, or something we were in like the that. 90s. There was nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we connected wow. to bulletin boards. It wasn't the internet. It wasn't like it yeah. is now. It's like a forum. Sort yeah, of yeah, format. forums and and chat rooms and things uh-huh. like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's there's more than just computer technology because now, yeah. Yeah. like just on on a phone, you've got the you've got a camera, video camera. Yeah. Like in the past, you had to spend a lot of money on a video camera, and now you've got one on your phone. GPS. GPS, which is just incredible technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Photo editing, yep. video editing, mm-hmm. Snapchat uh, filters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're all no. you're all day doing those Snapchat filter business, aren't you? Bet. Yeah. But those filters are amazing. Yeah, like are on good. Skype, sometimes you can get them and on Instagram and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that part of technology that's changed video calling. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I think in the past, phone calls were expensive. Yeah. My my uncle lives in Australia, and he called my dad once a year for right. three and a half minutes. Yeah. Because it was so expensive. And you wrote letters. You wrote letters, well, sometimes. Um, And they had to book the phone call. Mm -hmm. A week in advance, they had to book the international phone call. Yeah, when I went, I was in Australia in like 1999, and it was still really expensive Mm -hmm. to to get on the internet. It was expensive to call with a normal phone. Yeah, so things have changed massively. And those changes as well, like with social media and WhatsApp and all that sort of thing, it's really changed the way that people behave as well. Oh, definitely. So that's, there's a big, there's sort of the technology, but then people's behavior has changed. Like yeah. organizing to meet people instead of like organizing to meet people a week before or <laughs> three days before or the day before. Now you say, oh yeah, maybe on Wednesday. And then you you right. sort of you meet people or not and everything's organized last minute i think yes i'm uh, as i'm old or older i can't can't stand that yeah mm. <laughs> if i arrange to meet someone 2 months from now i'll put it in my diary on the phone obviously but i won't have to confirm it i won't you know mm. i won't check if it's still happening i assume it does yeah and when other people do everything last minute Oh, yeah. yeah, the it world is changing like me. that, definitely. it's uh, It can be frustrating mm-hmm. when people sort of, yeah, cancel plans last minute. You arrange plans and it's like, oh. And it enables be. people who are, I guess, less organized to still participate, but it does frustrate <laughs> yeah. others, I think. <laughs> that kind of goes into the next question I have, which is, do you think technology has made the world better or worse? I think better. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. Um, if you think about medical technology, you think about the quality of life for mm. the vast majority of people. Mm. Uh, but access to information. Access, yeah, yeah. Education. Mm. But it's not without problems. Of course. Um, but I don't think those problems are significant enough to that say that... you would that want it, to go back to... 
Heck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now you can learn, you know, you don't need to, uh, formal education to learn things now, really. You can learn right. so much mm. from everything that's online. Mm. Things like that. I think that's really sort of democratizing yeah. in a way that like people can just learn things without spending any money, basically. Yeah, that's and you, incredible. Can, you can find lots of things. I mean, there's a, a Google Arts um, mm-hmm. app where you can basically look at all of the great works of art around the world yeah. for free. Mm-hmm. Which is or Google Maps. And Google you can Maps, visit yeah. anywhere in the world now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of those kinds of advances are great. The problems are... The, the main problem that we can see at the moment is the, so, the social media effect of the echo chamber that mm. sort of polarizes, yeah. polarizes <laughs> people's opinions. So you've got... The echo chamber or, yeah, being in a bubble is where you, like on Facebook or on social media, where you think that your friends or that your contacts' opinions represent the opinions of the the world in general Mm -hmm. or that they are sort of balanced opinions, correct opinions. Or that they're universal. Or that they're universal, yeah. And then if if a lot of your friends or a lot of the people that you like, the -hmm. things that they post are in a certain way have a certain viewpoint, mm-hmm. for example, uh, liking Donald Trump or <laughs> not liking Donald Trump, yeah. or, for example. You're only exposed Brexit, to one or, side of the story. Yeah, you, you only get news about that thing. Yeah. So you, it sort of polarizes people into groups. It makes people only True. get information. That, and because the, it's a new form of media and there isn't much control or hasn't been much control mm-hmm. so far, um, it has been used in various ways which now we recognize are are damaging so people using whatsapp for example for political campaigning is invisible to almost everybody Mm. except the people who receive the messages Mm -hmm. and that can be quite dangerous Mm -hmm. now what piece of technology would you really like to have that doesn't exist yet when you were a kid john dreaming about the future what did you want that doesn't yet exist um i would quite like to have integrated computing so the phone is quite your small brain. now well a maybe chip. <laughs> not a chip in my brain but it wants to be a cyborg but <laughs> I, I want to be able to have say a flexible screen that i can pull out of my pocket and unfold mm. but and maybe have you know an earpiece or something maybe or a chip maybe a chip I, I think putting things under the skin is probably not for me okay um, but something like that so that it's almost invisible Okay. And the phone is a great step forward, but what's next? Yeah. And the smartphone, I think, is a step towards that. But then again, I haven't got a smart watch. I, I don't like the idea yeah. of the Google, yeah, the glasses, Google glasses. Yeah. But I do like the idea of having a foldable screen mm-hmm. or smart paper, a piece of paper, thin mm. as paper, which works as a display that you could connect to any keyboard. Yeah, a display is like a screen, like yeah, a, screen, like a computer yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would be nice. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Dave? I, w- I was thinking about this. I'm reasonably happy with the technology <laughs> that there is, but um, I could just think of Star Trek. So on Ooh. Star Trek, they have a transporter, so you can transport to anywhere you want to go. Big a, philosophical danger. Yeah. Are you the same person at the end? Well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about the <laughs> philosophical That kept me aspects. awake at night when I was 11. So, uh, 
And then there was a machine that made whatever food or drinks that you asked for the in a replicator. moment. The replicator. The yeah. replicator, that's right. And there was something else. Because they already had mobile phones, didn't they? Yeah, they and had the mobile phones. communicators, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's in Star Trek. That's all. That's yeah. all. Yeah, like something that makes food for, the, for all the planet so then we don't have to Makes die of starvation and, and things like that, maybe. That's coming, eh? Yeah. I mean, if, if we're being... Fake, it really? Fake yeah. meat. Yeah. Fake meat, yeah. Yeah, they're starting to produce fake meat now. Yeah. Fake mm. meat which bleeds. Mmm. <laughs> good. <laughs> Sounds good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Very good. So now it's time for a game. All right. Since we've just talked about the future of technology, I'm going to test you on what you know about old movies predicting the future of technology. For example, in the movie You've Got Mail from 1998, they accurately predicted that most people would be using online dating to meet in the future while mm-hmm. they talked about it. So, I'm going to ask you what technological advance did these following movies predict? Are you ready? Okay. You have options. Okay. All right. In the movie The Cable Guy, starring Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this one? And Matthew Broderick. Yeah? No, I don't think so. Anyway. What did he predict would happen? A, Skype, B, online gaming, or C, Twitter? I haven't seen it. So I, I can't remember it. Apart online gaming? There's a scene. On, yeah, he's I would say the, online gaming. There's a scene he's in the rain and he's talking about the future and he goes, people are going to be... Well, it could be Twitter. Playing games online. Twitter. Online gaming. Oh, yes. Very good, Dave. Point. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Very good. All right, number two. In the movie Airplane 2, the sequel. Ooh. I don't think I've seen that one either. I haven't either. I've seen Airplane. That's a classic. Classic. Airplane 2, I'm not sure. What piece of technology do, do wait, they... Wait, wait. Airplane has got a Spanish name. Maybe we should say the Spanish name. Oh, what is name. it in Spanish? It's, uh, it has nothing... Aterece, aterece quien pueda or something like that. Oh. And what about Airplane 2? Dos. <laughs> <laughs> La segunda. Yeah. All right. What piece of technology do, do they predict will be normal in the future at airports? Okay. I'll give you... You want choices? Yeah, okay. Or... Well, there's so many because it, it wasn't an airport in Airplane 2. It was a space shuttle. Yeah. Ah, uh, is that one? Okay, yeah, yeah. I've seen it, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. A, body scanners. Uh-huh. B, fingerprint tests for explosive residues. Or C, hot coffee on airplanes. You can't have hot coffee on airplanes. Oh, you can have hot coffee on airplanes. No, now you can. All of these things exist now. All right, okay. But in the past, they didn't. Body well, scanners. Well, they had metal detectors. So I, but but like yeah, a body, body scanner, scanner where you can actually... Yeah, because it was like the x-ray joke, mm-hmm. yeah. wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the answer is the body scanner. Very good. Yeah, because they had metal detectors. But now you, when you go to the airport, well, I don't know, in Europe. Yes. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. You have them in the US. Yeah. They're everywhere. Anyway, three. In the 2002 film Minority Report, starring Tom Cruise, Mm -hmm. what technology is used nowadays that they used in the film? A, touch screens, like on your smartphone or iPad. B, holograms. Or C, facial recognition. I think all of those. All of those, maybe. Yeah, but the big one, yeah, it's all of them. Facial recognition. Facial recognition was the big one. one. Ah, right. 
they do they have holograms targeted too. advertising to people in, on the tube exactly and as they went into shops like hello mr smith we haven't I seen you for three personal minutes. light and that's another yeah, option they is pretty much do that in japan now yes what, yeah like they can see they look at the face and they can see if you're interested in it and they yeah. analyze your eyes where your eyes are looking to see how yeah. interested you are in certain adverts and things like that can but I ch- change my mind about saying technology was good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's also the personalized advertising, mm. which nowadays you have too. Yep. If you use social media, all of your advertising is personalized. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. All right, four. There's two more. In the 1992 film Total Recall, starring Classic. Arnold Schwarzenegger, what did they accurately predict? A, Uber. B, Google Glasses. Or C, driverless cars. Driverless cars. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Robo taxi. Yeah. The robo taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys used a driverless car yet? No. no. It's not no. on the you? market. No. 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 I'm never going to do that. Although my, no? brother, my brother has an all electric car and uh. it's phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but he still has to sit in it and drive it. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that, a driverless oh, car. I really want to, to just sit in the car and then I can read a book or... Something I, like that. I Don't could we not do it. I would be buses? so stressed. There's still a driver. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> you have to yeah, walk but you can to the sit bus. on the bus and, and you know, read yeah, a bus. Or a taxi. <laughs> All right. Last one. Okay. In 2001, A Space Odyssey, filmed in 1968, what did the director Stanley Kubrick predict? A. Space tourism? B. Siri? Or C. The International Space Station? International Space Siri. Station. The correct answer is all of the above. All of them. Space tourism. Siri. Siri. Ah, yes. Siri yeah. is Hello Hal. Yeah. 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 Hal, exactly. Open yeah. the pod bay doors, Hal. And then they're on the International Space Station. And Space Tourism, obviously. Yeah. That's a great film. Yeah. Fantastic 1968. Mm. And the other one, Space Tourism yeah. as well, yeah? Which is mm-hmm. now just starting. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all we have for, for today. Thank you for listening, and thanks, Dave and John. Thanks very Pleasure. much. And Thank we'll you. see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, how was that? Was it easy? Difficult? What do you think? Remember... Beth, John and I are all teachers at Taylor School, so you can come and see us. You can have lessons with us in groups or uh, individually in Oviedo in Spain. Or you can have Skype classes with us from anywhere in the world. Okay, so you can get in contact with us at uh, Taylor School Oviedo. Uh, Just type that into Facebook and you can find our Facebook page. Or you can go to our website, taylorschool.es, and you can find all our details there. Okay, so let's go through the list of the difficult words. So um, at the beginning, John said he was an unashamed geek. Unashamed geek or unashamed geek. Uh, Geek is somebody who likes technology. It's sort of the, the person maybe who's not very socially, not good uh, with people, but is good with technology, maybe. Um, It could be somebody who collects things, 
somebody who maybe does computer programming or things like that, a geek. You know, do you know the program um, Big Bang Theory? All the people on that program are geeks, or the main people on that program are geeks, yeah? They like science, technology, they like um, collecting things and, and things like that. They're geeks. And unashamed, unashamed geeks, that is that he is not ashamed. So he doesn't feel bad that he is a geek. He's... He, he feels fine that he is a geek. He's proud almost. It's almost like saying, I'm a proud geek. Like, I feel good about being a geek. Yeah. The next one, uh, piqued my interest. Piqued my interest. It just means that something uh, grabs your interest. Something takes your interest. But we say piqued. So it's a word that we only really use in this expression, piqued my interest. So you might say, oh, this this uh, subject, I was reading this book and this, it really piqued my interest about this thing. Yeah, it piqued my interest. Next one, mess with. Mess. To mess is to, to play with something uh, in an absent-minded way. Like, you're not really thinking about that thing. You're just messing with it. You're playing with that thing. So, for example... Um, my, my little boy, uh, I've got a five-year-old little boy and he messes with his food. Okay. Uh, that means that he doesn't spend his time eating his food. He pushes it around his plate and things like that. He, uh, he messes with his food, uh, for example. Okay. Next one. Um, a huge amount. Well, this is, um, Huge is just very, very big. So a huge amount is just a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a, a real lot. Next one, a lever. A lever uh, is a is a very nice word. A lever is, it's, um, it's sort of a, it's a switch. It's a type of switch, like an on-off switch, or um, it could be different degrees of something, like more or less of some, something. And a lever is, uh, it's like a stick that you can pull or push to a different position. And also a lever is actually, if you, if you want to move a rock, yeah, in science, yeah, you've got these different ways that you can move heavy objects. And one of those ways is a lever. So a lever would be that you have a long stick and then you have the the stick resting on something and then the heavy rock and the thing that the stick is resting on is close to the heavy rock so you push the lever down and it's easy to move the heavy rock because of the length of the lever and because the thing that the lever we call it a pivot it's the thing that the lever is resting on is close to the heavy rock so it means that you push the lever down a long way and it moves the heavy rock a, a short distance but it, you can move it yeah so that's a lever okay and then a dial a dial is a, a usually it's a a round object a round part of um, something electronic and you uh, turn the dial 
to a different thing. In, with a phone, you say uh, dial a number, and that's because on old phones, it was a round thing with holes in, and you put your finger in the hole, and you turned the dial, yeah? Uh, also with old radios, or with re most radios, there's a, a dial, and you turn the dial to tune to a different radio station, yeah? So that's a dial. Um, we've got to book. To book as a verb is to reserve something. So you book a room in a hotel. You book uh, a table at a restaurant. That's to reserve. Next one, can't stand. You might say, I can't stand reality TV or I can't stand um, eggs or something like that. It just means that you you really don't like that thing. You really don't like it at all. The next one, polarize. Polarize opinions. Polarize. So, um, if you think about the poles, the North Pole, the South Pole, they are the poles because they are the extreme, like the they're the the most, they're sort of the furthest you can get away from one to the other. So that. When you talk about polarize, it means polarizing opinions. It means that you have the extreme opposite opinions and you don't have the opinions in the middle. Yeah? If you heard that sneeze just then, that was my cat sneezing. She's here uh, enjoying this um, podcast as well. So there we are. Um, next one a chip. A chip. So a chip, uh, if, you, if you've been to the UK, you might have had fish and chips. Yeah, chips is uh, fried potatoes. Yep, yeah, uh, like French fries, you might call them in America, chips. But the chip that we were talking about is a microchip. A microchip is an electronic c component that, that is in uh, computers and mobile phones and things like that, a chip. And the last one, bleeds. Bleed is it's from blood. Blood. When uh, blood comes out of your body or comes out of something, that means that you're bleeding and it bleeds. I think he was talking about vegetarian um, hamburgers or veggie burgers that, that actually they have the effect of a real burger because there's like uh, something that looks like blood coming out of that thing so it bleeds mm, sounds delicious yeah bleeding veggie burgers anyway okay so that's all so now you can listen to the podcast again or you can move on to uh, another podcast remember we've got podcasts on all different subjects we've got ones about grammar we've got podcasts about things like holidays and restaurants and things like that. And we've also got a podcast about the Cambridge First Certificate and Advanced Exams. So if you go to our website, taylorschool.es-podcasts, you can find, uh, you can do a search there and you can uh, find podcasts on all different topics. Uh, up to now, we have about 60 podcasts and um, we'll uh, keep them coming. Okay, so thanks a lot for listening. Take care and goodbye.